Hello. Hello. How are you guys this evening? Doing well. Did James hop on? Yeah. Oh. Looks like I did. Here. I hopped on. I for for some reason. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. For some reason, uh, my Skype now defaults to speakerphone. So every time I mm-hmm. have it in my ear, and you guys are just super loud, so I have to always turn it off. Oh. Hi, gentlemen. Hey. Says, hi, gentlemen. <laughs> Heard that clear as a bell. Oh, <laughs> she was like ten feet away. That's a. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Uh, good on iPhone, I guess. We're having a strong microphone. I guess. Yeah. So. I guess so. What are you? What are you pouring over there? Uh, I I'm was a... pouring. Oh. Ooh, I was pouring some uh, Angel's Envy. It's been a month or so since I've uh, had some, so I decided that's what I'm going with tonight. Okay. How about you, James? Uh, I am pouring some Bushmills Red Bush specifically. Hmm. Now, how is the Bushmills? It's good. It's uh, it's a little harsher than the Larceny, but it's and strangely not as potent. Like the Larceny is like ninety two percent, ninety two proof, whatever, ninety four or something. And this is only uh, I don't know. It doesn't say it's only forty percent alcohol. So Bushmills is the oh, Protestant okay. whiskey, and Jameson is the Catholic whiskey. And <laughs> I was raised by a Catholic person, so I've always defaulted to Jameson. Ah. <laughs> Never really go too too hard for the Bushmills. I mean, I went I went to Ireland and I did not taste Bushmills once the entire time. On purpose? Like, did you purposely avoid it? Um, I just didn't think it just didn't come up. Oh, <laughs> I don't even think about Bushmills. Is it like the Hatfields and the McCoy? No, like, not even. It's like no? it's like the McCoy's fourteenth cousin, eighty times removed. <laughs> when he shows up, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Dave." That's a thing, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I just I forget about Bushmills mostly. Even though I have, I do have a Bushmills sign in my living room. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Never noticed that. It's the they always did like a fancy artwork on top of the crates. So it's an old crate top that someone framed and is now on my wall. I see. I huh. remember that. Yeah. I don't even think about that. It's up on my wall. I don't think about it. <laughs> oh, it's about ten years older than Jameson. As a like a as a, a distillery? As a dist- oh wait, no no no. Sixteen oh eight is what they claim. Okay. But who can prove that really? Yeah, the company was formed in seventeen eighty four. Hmm. Yeah, but I think that's about ten years older than Jameson. Jameson's something like the nineties. And if I could type it, then I would be able to tell you. <laughs> there we go. Seventeen eighty. Oh, so that's newer. I mean, older. I don't know. Anyway, Bushmills. How's how's the Red Bush? Uh, you know, it's I. It's the actual only Bushmills that I've ever tasted. So I couldn't compare it to the standard or to the Black Bush, but it's pretty good. Okay. Hmm. So what distinguishes Red Bush from regular Bushmills? Um, it is smooth and rounded, whereas uh, regular was uh, smooth and silky or something like that. They all have smooth in the description. Mm. <laughs> it says it appeals to bourbon enthusiasts and those new to Irish whiskey. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've never tried any of, of their stuff, but... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to pick some up at some point. I'm I'm now in for the next few months for my whiskey collection. I'll be in replace mode. Uh-huh. <laughs> where every every month there's a few of them that are low enough where I'm like, no, let's just kill it and we'll get a new bottle and yeah, or not and just knock or it not. off the list. Well, that's also true. Some of them <laughs> don't but don't belong up there. <laughs> some of them don't. Yeah, I, like right now I'm out of Tin Cup and uh, and Pendleton, and I like both of those, so those will get replaced. See, I keep meaning to try Tin Cup because <laughs> it also comes Same in the free shot glass. Yes, it does. And that's what Jenna, Jenna, no, what's her name? The Marvel girl on Netflix. Uh, oh, Jessica girl? Jones. Jessica Jones. Jones. That's what she drinks is uh, yep. tin cup. I think that's where I was first uh, first saw it. Yeah. In season two, she is buying some and then someone tries to rob the store. So she hucks a bottle at his head. Ah, yeah. And then the store owner makes her pay for the bottle that she was going to buy. But she's like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. I just saved you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, asshole. I just saved you thousands of dollars, and instead you're making me pay twenty. All right, fine. <laughs> so, uh, James, how was your day in spooky, empty places? Uh you know, I don't actually mind being alone in those places. It kind of, for some reason, oddly makes me feel like, you know, important. Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like people trust me to be here by myself. Sure. Um, but it was uh it was interesting. I got some stuff accomplished, but not enough. <laughs> not as much as I needed to. Yeah. So I also uh, uh, carpeted my studio. Or rather, I, I stapled up a bunch of moving blankets inside of my closet. I, I cut out. Yeah. Normally, they're in, in closets that have like hanging racks in them. There's a way to get the hanging rack out of the closet, right? Mm-hmm. Normally. Yes. So, but the people who built this one built it in to the wall oh like there's no yeah it's just it was a permanent fixture so i i sawed that shit off (laughs) (laughs) and uh i stapled up uh these moving blankets around my closet now i have to figure out how to get uh power in there or how how to get my laptop in there so i can record all of the stuff that i need to for the show sure okay so yeah so you're on your long day you're on i'm on my way i'm on my way to having a studio yeah Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm just reading. I'm just reading a little facts about Bushmills because that's I'm bad. <laughs> so what what show are you doing next? Um, it's Annie, in fact, and it opens oh. on the 16th. Well, the 14th is when we have a preview. There's two. Oh previews, shit! 14th that's right. You, yeah. you were talking about that. Uh, I think I probably asked you that like uh, two weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> well, perhaps. That's fine. Could be. Yeah. No. No. Good reminder for me. <laughs> yeah, so and Zach, that is what I'm building in my oh, okay. in my quote unquote free time. <laughs> so I was at the theater yesterday for eight hours building set pieces for Annie. Well done, by the way. I yes. saw them today. Yeah, there's a lot that needs to be done. They're also too big, which is a conversation I need to have with the director later on. <laughs> like, okay, I built the things that you asked. They are all too big. So now, what are we going to do? And I have plans, but he's not the kind of guy who responds well to just being told what the plan is. I need to guide him towards what the plan is going to be. Right. I thought it was really funny when he was telling you to respond to his emails or to his texts the other day. Oh, right. I 
can't tell you how many times I have texted him something to just have it be gone to the ethers. Mm-hmm. And no response, <laughs> no nothing. And a specific question, too. I wouldn't yeah. mind if it was like a whatever thing, like, a, hey, isn't it funny that that whiskey's brown or something? But sure. when it's like, hey, what time is this? And then there's just nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> oh, okay, <Lord>. great. Yeah. <laughs> now that's infuriating, yeah. He did. Earlier, I, I was like, so I can't, I couldn't decide which chair to get. Like I had to, I had to specifically get a Hannigan chair for Miss Hannigan um, at the warehouse, and mm-hmm. so I, I found three of them that are not rolling because we got some before, but they're rolling. And then he remembered that one of the little girls has to dance on this chair, so he had to not have a rolling one. So I sent him a picture of all three that that I thought were possible candidates, and I was like, "Which do you prefer?" Mm-hmm. And I sent it in text and I sent it an email, and the email went through, but I couldn't tell because I was in one X. Yes, in my service. And so, no response, no response. I was in there for probably 30 minutes. I also found a piece of wrought iron, which is great, because I'm going to use that to make a, a makeshift Hooverville stove on an cool. oil barrel, if I can find one. Sweet. There, there were some in the warehouse, but I didn't want to empty them. But so, as I was leaving, I had everything like loaded up in my car, and I narrowed it down to two out of the three that I had sent him originally. I was like, you know what? This one looks better, but this one's more sturdy, so we'll, we'll take both of these. Uh, and then, as I was in my car driving away, I get an email saying, the blue one. Which is Which the was, third option? Yeah, that yeah. I didn't take. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> okay. So I turned back around and I, I went to get the blue one, but it's like, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he may have, like to his credit, that time he may have responded immediately, but I was just out in bumfuck Egypt, so it couldn't have, yeah. you know, might have taken a long time. That's the terrible thing. I always have to just leave my phone in the car, and then if, if I have questions for people, I send it, and then I close the car again and I go back in. Yep. Yeah, because they have a really cool warehouse that's an enormous, enormous... It's part of the old um, Navy base out at the port. Oh, wow. So it's this huge, huge warehouse full of props and set pieces and things like that, but... Furniture. Yeah, but it, the service is already bad enough when you're standing in front of it, and then when you go inside, it just, oh. it's just gone. Wow. Yeah. I've spent, I've spent actually, many a day... one of my... It's one of my favorite parts about doing the props is just going in there and looking at shit. Yeah. You know, I spent a few days with my dog a few years back when I worked there the last time. And, uh, cause we didn't have anything going on and the warehouse needed some attention. So I spent like one work week in the warehouse with my dog, just organizing things. That was you. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. This was, this was <laughs> like four years ago. Since then, your predecessor has taken oh, some things and added some things. Yeah, well, there's going to be some things that are removed now. Because, uh, Zach, another aspect of my predecessor is that uh, a lot of there were a lot of things that for him he loved and didn't want to see taken apart, which is commonly what you do with just about everything. Yeah. So he insisted that they be kept, but they're enormous. Among these things is a dragon, a big-ass uh, dragon. Uh, uh. That and, can be rigged to breathe fire, which is yeah, cool. It's, all, it's very cool, but it's been um, five years now, and no yeah, one's you, used you, it. So. so just basically, it's something cool. It's just taking up space. And it, it's not even owned by Stockton Civic. It's owned by the high school that has their own storage space now. And so the, the dragon is probably just going to one day end up in their space or they confront and then an email sent like hey guys just so you know this is where the dragon is 
I wouldn't. I mean, I know that it is technically a warehouse space, but like theirs is not set up with a with a proper working door. You have to pry it open, and yeah. every time you do that, the sheriff comes over and is like, "Hey, we we got a silent alarm trip that you." I didn't even. You know, oh, were you with me that time? No. Yeah. So I uh, I thought it was you. <sighs> Must have been somebody else. We were in the. Uh, we were in that warehouse, the St. Mary's warehouse, mm-hmm. and you know we we just pried. It's two sliding glass doors, which is weird for a warehouse in the beginning, you know, to start with. But it, but so we pried it open, and we're just working around. And then all of a sudden, the sheriff was there, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And we're like, "No, no, what what we're we're here for for showbiz or for St. Mary's, like we're we're connected." He's like, "Huh?" He's like, "I didn't even know this place was a thing, but we got an alarm." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, <laughs> cool." <laughs> Come on in, have a look around. It was the most awkward thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's, my God. that's one of the weird things about working in theater is that sometimes when the police show up, because sometimes they do, you're doing something that's really weird unless you're doing things in theater, which most right. officers of the law have no knowledge of. So there's <laughs> there's often like you have to show them around and kind of point things out. And they ask a lot of questions. Oh well, what God. is that? What is that used for? What? Well, why do you have this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at that point, it's just out of personal curiosity, but it's still like, uh, I got to prove that this is all like, yeah. above board. And that you're allowed to be there looking for shit, even if you don't know what's going on. Like, because really what you're doing is just rifling through some shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, so yeah, if you, if you don't have good reason to be there. Yeah. Because yeah, they don't have shelves or anything. They just have piles all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And theirs is creepy because, like, their part used to be the mess hall. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's a big, like, refrigerator door yeah. to one section. And then there's another big, like, cafeteria section that is, like, closed off. It definitely feels like you're in, like, an abandoned hospital or something. I, I, we toured That's it a whole bunch. Shit. Yeah, we toured it a whole bunch before it was full of things. And it was even creepier when it was empty. Ooh. Oh, I can only imagine. And dead things are always falling down from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> When you go when you go in there, um, sometimes there's something chirping at you the entire time you're inside, and sometimes there's something dead somewhere that you can smell, and sometimes it's both. Yes. Oh yeah, it's not it's not fun. <laughs> Zach, how was your week? What'd you get up to this week? It was it was good. Um, not a you know nice boring week. Yeah, I just watched a lot of baseball with the World Series going on, but watched, other than that, not a whole lot. Watched a hell of a lot on Friday night. Oh, good. <laughs> Longest baseball game in Friday? history. What's that? Did you have an exciting Friday night? Well, Friday night was no, the longest World it, Series game in history. Yeah. Oh, that's right. What was and it, I like pretty much stayed up 19? for all of the 18, yeah. yeah. 18 innings, like seven and a half hours or something like that. When I got off work, I figured I would maybe, like, you know, watch the last inning or something mm-hmm. and then do something else. And then I turned it on and it just kept going. It's and going. then I kept going. Uh, yeah, I kept going. And I'm like, well, I might as well try and see it out now. And then before I know it, it's like almost almost one in the morning. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to work tomorrow. Yeah. We were actually at the Abbey, which has reopened. They were closed for a little while. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram that they were reopening. Yeah. So um, they were playing the game, and the bar was, like, completely divided between Dodgers fans and uh, Sox fans. Or no one was really a Sox fan, but mm-hmm. it was either Just you not love Dodgers the Dodgers fans. or you fucking hate the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you had all the Dodgers fans, and you had all the, all the Giants fans rooting yeah. against yeah, the Dodgers. Exactly. It didn't matter what team they were playing, yeah. Correct. 
correct. It's very <laughs> evenly divided. But uh, that's a it's a cool place. They're they're much more hipster than they were before, and they were already kind of hipster. They were a little too <laughs> hipster, in my opinion, last time. I yeah. really hated that place. Yeah. Oh really? I hated I don't think it I've so ever much. Been there. I'm gonna give it the new version a shot, but they don't have they don't have a lot of room for error for me to end up going. I no. I, I would wait then okay. until February when they get their full liquor license. Okay. Um, because it's it's as far as I'm concerned, like I go to a place to drink, right? If I'm going to a drinking place, like I'm going there to drink, and they only have beers and weird beers, which which are cool, but it's empty calories at this point. It fills you up and it makes you stiff and like bloated. Mm-hmm. You know, their food is amazing, okay. um, but it's it's a handwritten menu and it changes based on the whim of who's ever fucking cooking. Okay. So, <laughs> so you don't but, really but, know what you're gonna get if you, when you go in. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and they're they're bringing in like a special consultant, and they're gonna like hardcore train two people to be like mixologists. So they're only gonna have like the highest end. So know, they're going they're going speakeasy. That's that's what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, essentially going speakeasy. Okay, I can I can yeah. get behind that. I can get behind that. Yeah, but it's too crowded already. Well, like I'm like I like to go to a place where there's maybe four or five patrons in there. Well, it's very it's know? very that's the pub feel that they were going for, and then they got like there was a point. When in Ireland, in a pub where we were, there was literally not room for anyone to do anything except stand. Yeah. And there was a part where everybody started jigging, and that involves <laughs> a lot of jumping up and down. Yeah, it does. And kicking. Mm-hmm. So everyone's <laughs> jigging. We're on the second floor of this old, old building, and there's only standing room. And so we have to start jigging with them, because otherwise we're just going to be mauled. And the floor is shaking and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, that's the real pub feel, is that there's not enough room for how many people are there. Ah, oh, man. That's, I, I prefer an Americanized pub. Yeah. Where it's very minimal and not that many people. Well, that's why I like yeah, Whiskey Barrel. Yeah, sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. In Whiskey Barrel, you're Even... almost guaranteed to always have a seat. There's always a seat. I have been in Whiskey Barrel sometimes when it's it's a little too crowded for my taste. Well, and you there, avoid the bands. Show that's there. Yeah, you avoid the bands. Um, or that burlesque show. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, it's a little frightening. The the fire titties are a little scary. <laughs> you ever been for midget wrestling? No, that's the whole <laughs> thing. What? They do midget wrestling. <laughs> there. I Seriously? Like mm-hmm. And uh, and jello wrestling. Same night? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Generally, it is, is on it, the same night. I mean, uh, you should let me know when that's going on oh, again, because I'll will. definitely go there. They do it They do it about once a quarter. Have you ever been to a midget toss? No. No. Is it, do you see how far you can throw one? Yeah, essentially. But, like, so, it's, it's it used to be much more prevalent, and it's still, from what I understand, fairly a, a you know, popular thing in Europe, but like so these these uh, throw them at little walls. people, Whoa. you throw them at walls, yeah, with Velcro what? sometimes if what? they're lucky, or in a, into like a pit, like onto onto a field, just see how long they can go, and like so that like there's a technique that the little people have that that makes them more aerodynamic, right? So they <laughs> once they get tossed, they like throw their arms down by their sides and like act like a little torpedo, and shit. you can watch videos. It's it's hilarious. Midget toss. Yeah, it looks like you you often toss them through towards a velcro wall. Or there's also mm-hmm. dwarf bowling where you put them on a skateboard yeah. and you chuck them. I feel like these are 
you know, nowadays they're looked at as like, that's really offensive and shit. Mostly. So here's the thing that I know about the midget wrestling, which is how they bill it at whiskey barrel. Everyone involved has approved the name. Sure. Just because they know like they're making money. Everyone's kind of, you know, it's still, it still isn't ideal. It still is not, it, that shouldn't be the case, but. I know that every single person who is involved has approved and insisted upon, in many cases, the name Midget Wrestling. Well, Little People Wrestling sounds more offensive somehow. Yeah. But Midget Wrestling makes it like, like a, a, a sport. It's almost making fun of itself. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing, because I think it's a lot more like pro wrestling, where they're, no one's really serious. Right. Yes. <laughs> I went to the Wikipedia page for Midget Wrestling, and no one is taking this seriously. There's luchador <laughs> masks. There's all kinds of stuff here. Dude, Midget Luchador. Like, that's a great band name. Ooh, that is a great band name. Ooh. Do you guys ever get ingrown toenails? Yes. Uh, once I did. One time. Apparently, yeah. it's more common than you think because now and then when I go for a pedicure, something like once a year... They say, do you have any ingrowns? And I say, I don't think so. And then every time they're like, your toes are covered with ingrown toenails. Right. Like, you oh, just deal I with had, it. I had no idea. I just thought that's what my toes were like. Yeah. You just cut them <laughs> short enough always. It doesn't really affect things. Is that is that how you battle it? I'm never going to do that. I wear socks too often. Yeah. If I wore flip-flops but, well, every single day, my toenails would be, they would be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you have, you have to be careful because if you cut it too far back, then you always have to constantly keep it really far back because sometimes yeah. then they can grow in wrong. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not painful, I mean, you're you're doing it okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's never painful. I've had, uh, I've had several surgeries, surgical removals of my ingrown toenails and fingernails. Ooh. Really? Oh, with yeah. your fingernails too? No fun. Yeah. Yeah, my I have weird square fingers. My ring finger and my middle finger are both square to the point that like they look like toes. Hmm. Like if you don't see the whole other parts of the knuckles and stuff, like if I put like a, a block over them, so it just looks like that. Yeah, they just the nails stick out. They look like toes. They're squared off, huh. which is weird. Um, but so that means that the the square corners of the nails can grow underneath the the side cuticles or the side fleshy parts of the finger, and that shit can hurt. You should invest in mani-pedis. Yeah. As, as unmanly as it sounds, it's wonderful. It's a big massage for your feet and your hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if you go every couple months, they'll take care of that shit for you. And then, When I was a massage therapist, I had really, really manicured hands all the time. Um, just as part of the nature of the job, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would, I would self-manicure. I would buff my nails and, like, polish them. And there was no like sharp or jagged edges on my fingernails at all. And because my hands were constantly inundated with lotion and, you know, the clients would have salt scrubs or sugar scrubs and I would do that shit by myself in my off time and my, and, you know, paraffin dips and stuff. I had the softest, most supple, like luscious hands <laughs> and nails, <laughs> but not so much anymore. Huh. Well, if you, if you, if you invest in Manny Petties, it's not a ton of money. Right. Pedicures. I'm concerned I get, about like, my, I have foot fungus. Uh, well, if you tell them, they don't really. It's, yeah. That's the thing I've really learned along the way is that these are things that women have too. And so yeah. as long as mm-hmm. just like, hey, I have foot fungus, then they're like, oh, cool. So then they like do whatever the special foot fungus thing. Well, they use gloves anyway. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, so who cares? And then they just know to really drain the water and wash the little tub afterwards. Huh. I might start doing that then. Yeah. My, my I've always thought about it, but... It's, it's nicer than you think. The, the thing that I have to... So, Zach, you should take your mom. Because I was going to say, it's nicer to be able to take your partner... Because then you feel a little less emasculated walking into a nail <laughs> <Yeah>. salon. <laughs> but um, because like you're going with them, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just that's that's the way I've gotten in there. But if you take your mom, I bet your mom would love to go get a pedicure or a manicure. Or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. You and better never never bring it up around here. And honestly, they don't. You don't have to get like nail polish or anything. No, yeah, of course. but you can, and it's fine. You can you can, and that's also <laughs> fine. But in general, like the, they're gonna charge you the same amount. The yeah. whatever you do. So even if you're like, oh, I only want you to look at my feet for twenty minutes, then yeah, they'll take your money and look at your feet for twenty minutes and not touch them. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> we uh, I so I have weird like pinky toes. Like the the top part like folds <laughs> over the nail, so like the pinky toenails are like not visible at all. Hmm. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I'll show you one time, okay. maybe when we're drunk. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So really, it's only <laughs> four nails that they have to worry about. So my feet are shaped weirdly because I shoved my feet at age twelve into Converse that were a few sizes too small because ah. I was so excited to have Converse. So then it forced my f- my toes into the shape of Converse. So my ring and pinky toe are mostly folded in. So I only have three toes that are normal looking, and then the other two were sort of hiding. <laughs> you did like a weird like Japanese foot binding or Chinese ba- foot ba- binding on yourself? Oh, yeah, we've talked about this because this was an episode title. <laughs> it was like right towards the end of something. But yeah, let me, let me find the episode title because, yes, we have talked about this. So we don't need to go too far into it. Americanized Lotus Foot is what you named it, James. Perfect. Oh, shit. <laughs> Americanized Lotus Foot. Wow. Also a great name for a band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. By the way, we are legitimately taking off lately. The episode yeah. that came out on Monday already has 66 downloads, which is um, in second place now for most downloaded episodes. Wow. wow. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what's the most downloaded one? The most downloaded one is real early on. It's called Hey Thanks. <laughs> and it's from wow. um, a little over a year ago, October 26, oh 2017. One of our first ones. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing this for that long. Yeah, we've been doing this over a year. Oh, shit. I completely missed the year mark. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we said it was coming up. We were yeah. like, hey, man, look at that. It's, but then nothing. October. <laughs> and then we just completely forgot about it, yeah. <laughs> October 5th or somewhere in late September, that was when we hit our anniversary. But I was very busy <laughs> at that time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, things are – it's looking up. So it's a good thing that we finally decided to uh, monetize last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> last week when we weren't even on air. Have we we should talk to our listeners about how our power hour went. Oh, was that last week we did our power hour? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, okay. So the episode where we decided to monetize was two weeks ago. But yes, we got together off 
off air and we did a power hour and it was good. So enjoy that. It was amazing. Listeners. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Use your imagination. <laughs> how, how long did we make it? We made it a hundred minutes, right? Something like no, that. No, I, I do. I remember that, that uh, we tapped out, I thought in the, in the eighties or something. Ah. I don't know. I got, I got pretty drunk. Oh yeah, God! Yeah, and I was going through the texts that that we were sending back and forth, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Well, you two, you two reacted very differently. So I, I went home and I went to sleep, and then apparently you guys like stayed up for a while and threw up and talked for a long time. I got close to puking, very oh, close, yes. but I, I just kept eating tri-tip, and it was fine. <laughs> Chad sounded so gross. I, I just had like three ginger ales and played video games for two hours, and then went to bed. Oh, yep. So I actually yep. felt slightly okay the next morning, but I did go to bed way too late, and I forgot I had an alarm set, so I ended up, I wasn't super hungover, but I only got like four hours of sleep, oh. so that was fun. Sure. James and I shared a lift back to his place, and then I walked home, and oh, we decided shit. that um, I was going to go pee on his neighbor's house because he's kind of a dick. Yeah. So I went over there. Yeah, James went inside. I walked over to go pee on the house, and I pulled out my dick. And then someone was, someone else was walking up. <laughs> <laughs> so I panicked, and I just started walking away, and I forgot to put my dick away. Just in case you may be ready a minute. You yeah. Know, as soon as they're gone, it's piss time. Well, so then I, I just, I just hit the first corner, and I waited, and they weren't coming anymore. So then I peed on the other side of the house. Sweet. <sighs> yeah. Perfect. Good job. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I did an outside pee today at the warehouse. Ah, that's beautiful. I've peed yeah. in the warehouse, I think. I think I found a corner. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. The whole place smells like piss already. I was yeah. going to say based on what you I mean, based on what you guys were saying about the numerous dead animals and other dead things that you find in there, I don't think anyone's going to notice a little bit of piss. Oh no. Oh, I should have. I should have broken into St. Mary's section and pissed on their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See, I uh, when I took my dog out there for the few days, I never cared if she peed. I just didn't look for it. Right. Um, if she pooped, I picked that up because that's that's a, that's Some kind of a, step that's a that. step too far. Yeah. Yeah. But if she peed, she probably peed like eight times out there. And that's the beautiful thing about dog pee is it's mostly like water. It doesn't actually do any damage. Or just the smell, just yeah. some ammonia, yeah. and you're good. Well, not I mean, not even that much. Cats are the ones who ruin things. That's true. A little bit of dog That's pee, true. it's almost like spilling your glass of water on the ground. Of course, I have a wonderful dog who went and went to the bathroom in the house exactly once within the first week of having her. I think within the first two days. And the look she gave me as I turned <laughs> the corner and she was pooping on the carpet, the, oh. look, the look she gave me was a look of, I'm so sorry. I just I, had to do it. I had to do it. I didn't know how to tell you, and I didn't know where to go because yeah. she, <laughs> she was it. new to our lives. And that's the only time that she's ever gone to the bathroom in the house, except once when she had explosive diarrhea in her crate. Also, mm. couldn't couldn't help it. Yeah, it again, not her fault. So, as far right. as my dog is concerned, she's this beautiful angel who does not go to the bathroom in the house. <laughs> That just reminds me of the dog that we had before the current one. Kind of similar situation. The only um, time, other than, you know, well, a couple times when she was sick, the only time that she ever had an accident in the house was the, the first day when no one was used to having a dog. And 
mm-hmm. everyone forgot to keep an eye on said dog, and all of a sudden you walk into the kitchen to her peeing right next to the back door, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she knew she knew where she had to go. She just couldn't get out. Just couldn't make it there. <laughs> she, was, she was hoping to God that someone would come in before she had to squat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my uh, man, I'm jealous of both of you guys. My little bitch Chihuahua, fucking. Like goes out of her way to piss on my bathroom rug. I can't tell you how many times I've washed the rug and she still goes. <laughs> like she won't. He will not go outside. That's the other dog is Like cool, let me outside. She's like, no, this is where I go now. That's that's how Chihuahuas work because Chihuahuas. I hate Chihuahuas so much. Yeah, I I normally do as well. I this one sort of was an exception to the rule because she was one eyed and and looked super sickly and sad and we were like, okay, we're gonna save you. I can understand and, that. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Don't don't listen. If you ever see a sad one-eyed chihuahua, fucking stay away. In general, I have two rules for dogs, and one rule is that they have to be mostly black. The other rule is that they have to be shaped like a dog. <laughs> Chihuahuas are not shaped like dogs. No, now she's too fat. She's shaped like a little sausage. Yeah. Oh, is she fat now? Oh. She's, yeah. My dog's fat. <laughs> yeah, I know. My dog is fat. <laughs> I, I have to do something about it, but... She's not helping. The problem is that our yard isn't big enough. So yeah. Even yeah, when so she, she can't really move around a lot. Outside. Yeah. At our old place, we had our yard that was a big ring. It wasn't much, but it was like 10 feet around the perimeter of the house. Oh, sure. So she That's just, a lap. she just did laps all the time. She was in great shape. She would police the neighborhood and do laps and say hello to the mailman and stuff. And it, it was wonderful. And now we just have like a regular backyard where she's, she runs around, but it's not enough, clearly, because since we moved to the new place, she's put on, like, 20 pounds. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and so the kid is finally getting to an age where I can go on walks more often. So that's the plan. It's the big plan for winter is to go on walks all the time and take the dog on the walks. Because basically at this point, James, by, by the time we walk to your house, she's had it. She's ready to go home. The dog or the yeah, kid? the dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the kid's in the stroller. The kid doesn't care. Yeah, she's fine. But we we make it to James's house, which is less than a mile away, and she's like, "Okay, I'm done. I need to go home and drink yeah. ten bowls of water." Did she ever just do that thing where they'll just stop? <laughs> she doesn't do that, but she will do the thing where she all of a sudden turns around. Yeah, like now it's time to go. No, we're done. We're done now. Let's go yeah. back the way uh-huh. we came. Yeah, yeah alright. CJ can, can probably kind of vouch for this. The uh, dog that we had, that my family had before, the current one, she was overweight and she she was the same way. She was the master of both turning around and if you kept making her go long enough, the just plopping on the ground <laughs> and yeah. refusing to go further. You have to carry him home. There was one time actually when we were camping and uh, most of us were gone, but my mom and a couple other people were still at the campsite. And the dog um, got tired of being outside and went and begged to get let inside the trailer so that she could go sleep on the couch in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> she loved food. This dog loved food. And, yeah. Loved food, loved sleeping. Yeah. Loved she, being indoors, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah loved being indoors. She would hold her pee for like a whole day if it was raining. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Our dog did the same thing before before when she had an option. She doesn't have options oh, okay. anymore. Yeah. Nope. Raining or not, I'm going to stick you outside. I don't care if you pee on the deck. Pee on the deck. 
and then come back yeah, inside. Yeah. That's fine. Not on the hardwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we had I had a tree removed this week, and uh, it was terrible for her because from eight to four she couldn't go outside. Oh, I'm sure she was. Which wicked. when when she's in her crate, probably it doesn't come up as much. But she was like, I was home, so she was in the house, wandering around the house and wishing she could go outside and constantly asking. And I'm like, well, I'm not. No, this is not happening. <laughs> so, I stepped on a noodle just now. You stepped on a noodle? Oh. A noodle, yeah. How, how dare you? I know. It, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Because you know that squishy, cold feeling? Mm. Like at first, we were talking oh, about dogs. Barefoot? I thought it was dog poo. Oh, sure. Oh. I know what you mean. And, uh, I know what you mean there. So. It's not, though. It's just a noodle. Do either of you guys, now that I brought up the tree removal, do either of you guys have fireplaces? Zach, I don't remember, but I would imagine not. I do. I do not. My parents have a fire pit, but I do not have a fireplace. Would either of you like some firewood? Sure. Uh, yeah. I think my parents are fine. They they okay. have so much from cutting down trees and shit. Okay. So Thank you, though. Sure. Towards the end of the tree-cutting-down process... They came and they said, hey, do you want some firewood? And we have a little fire pit. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd like a little bit of firewood. That'd be great. And he said, where should we put it? And I was like, oh, I don't care. Because I wasn't imagining that I would end up with as much (laughs) firewood as I ended up with. (laughs) I have a pile in my driveway now that is three feet high by 10 feet wide by four feet deep. Wow. It's a big Jeez, all from your firewood. tree? It's all from the tree. And they put a lot of that tree through the wood chipper. Oh, man. That's so, insane. So I'm going to be giving away as much as I can while also filling my greens container all the time. Oh, yeah. You Now, okay. I've heard that you have to let firewood sit outside for a certain amount of time before you can actually throw it in your fireplace. Since you are talking about an indoor fireplace, absolutely Yes. Because it smokes, right? If it's it, smokes, too yeah. it smokes a lot because there's a lot of moisture. So it's more like yeah, a right. steam that like comes off. Smokes and pops and yeah. So maybe maybe we'll wait, James. I'll, I'll throw a bunch over off of the driveway so that from time to time I can park in the driveway. Smart. Good thinking. <laughs> Just you, park on top of it. And you can have it in a year or two. <laughs> I can't remember um, if I told this story on here or not. If you guys remember it, no, let me know. But... Um, when me and another friend went to visit someone in Montana um, a couple years back. Friend of the show, they, Brian. Uh, yeah, friend of the show, Brian, and friend of the sh- Well, I don't know if he's actually ever uh, even knows that we do this, but our other mutual friend, Matt, that lives in Montana, mm. um, they had just had like a big storm come through. And so the, there was a bunch of down trees that got cut up. And I guess there was just so much down trees that the city hadn't had a chance to remove all the wood yet. So there were some, uh, along some streets, there's these, you know, huge, like, you know, whole chunks of uh, the tree trunk that they had just sliced into into sections. Hmm. And so coming back to his house one night, um, me and um, Brian, we were all drunk, but me and Brian decided that we were going to gather some of this wood for a fire the next night. And so <laughs> we, we, I forget who else we, we might've convinced Matt to grab one too, or maybe, you know, another friend of his grabbed one, but we ended up hauling these huge, three of these huge pieces of trunk back to his, 
um, back to his uh, house. <laughs> and we ended up having to get someone else to hack them up because turns out I suck with an X. Okay. <laughs> and me, Brian, and Matt had taken turns for a while um, trying to cut these up and weren't getting very far. Then this good old country boy comes over and in the span of like 10 minutes has all three of them, you know, completely, you know, cut into nice little wood logs. But the main reason I wanted to share the story is going back to the green wood. It took probably half an hour of constantly dousing it with gasoline to Just get to light it, it finally start going. Yeah. yeah. Now, once it got to that point, it went fine after that. You know, it was still pretty smoky and popped, but it, it lit, but it did take a lot of effort to get it to that point. Yeah, yeah. This is this is wood that's good to pair with old seasoned wood. Yeah. Outside. As of now. It, the internet says about six months. Six months. For, or one season. A season change, really. Oh. But, like, I thought seasons were, like, four or five months, I guess. Three or four. I don't know. Well, there are four it, seasons. And there are 12 months, so it was, each season should be about three months, right? Something like that. So it was cut down halfway through um, autumn, and it will be okay. ready uh, halfway through winter. So if you want some in, what? What is that? Like the end of January? Then it's yours. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Around Valentine's Day, you can have a nice little Valentine's Day fire with some <laughs> seasoned wood. We had the... We, we lived here for like two and a half years before we even ever used the damn fireplace. Yeah. Uh, and, and then as soon as I did, I was like way too late in the year. It was this year that we did it that, you know, but mm. like, it was oh. like <laughs> March when we started like February or March. And I was like, we got to have a fire all the time until, <laughs> and it's, it's much too warm to have a fire at that point. But I was like, no, we got to burn this wood. We have this wood. Yeah. We can't just hold on. Yeah. To it. We got to burn it. Do you guys have central heat and air? Uh huh. Okay, so that's the problem. At our last place, we had a fireplace, that a working fireplace, and it was beautiful. It was great. We had a fire all the time, all winter, and then our daughter was born. And she all of a sudden had... She was this newborn kid who was hanging out with us in the living room where the fireplace was. We were burning wood and stuff. And then she kept like getting black boogers and coughing and stuff. And we're like, oh no, we have a newborn baby and she's sick. But then we sussed out, oh, no, it's the fact that we are it's having fire. fires in a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we stopped doing fires in the house, and she stopped having black boogers and being quote-unquote sick, and everything was fine. But it was beautiful up until we had a newborn baby. <laughs> when you seasoned adults can <laughs> yeah. handle it. Because we did not have central heat and air. We had two um, window air conditioners that we owned, oh, and yeah. we had a floor heater that did not do a whole lot. Like, as in you plug it in, it sits on the floor, and you plug it into the wall? No, it was built into the floor. Oh, interesting. Really? You ever seen huh. one of those? House I'm in now uh. used to have one before we had central heat and air, where there's a space on the floor, probably two feet by three feet, and it's a hole in the floor with a grate over it. Sure. And inside there is a heater that runs huh. on gas, and you hope that it heats your whole house, but in general, if you want to be warm, you need to go stand next to the heater. Gotcha. Interesting. It's almost like a radiator in the ground. And it doesn't like like pump through other vents throughout the house. It's nope. just in the one spot. Just in the one huh. spot. And then it relies on the heat rising um, effect right. to sort of warm the rest of the house. 
I think the house was built like that initially, the one that we're currently in. There's a hole in our wall that we're using as like a curio shelf that I'm pretty sure used to have one of those like old like wall heaters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, but all of our air vents come up through the floor rather than being in the ceiling. Um, so, I mean, we really only use the air conditioner ever. We like, I think we've maybe turned the heater on one time, but I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of like, if it's too cold, you just put on more blankets or you oh, get like too. a little personal heater or something, you know, like I don't, yeah, we don't, we've never really run the heater heater until we had a kid. That is exactly the way we lived. But with a kid, it's real hard to convince her to put on more clothes. It's hard enough yeah. to get her to put on anything. That's not a diaper. Like, I've been chastised out in public. People are like, you know, your daughter should have a jacket on. I'm like, well, why don't you try and put a jacket on her? And then you talk to me. (laughs) Let her know how important this jacket is and try and put it on her. Yeah. Because she (laughs) She doesn't doesn't, speak English yet, friend. (laughs) She doesn't like, and she doesn't like clothes. She just wants to be naked all the time. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) Really? So she's, now we're giving her more control over what she wears so maybe she'll start wearing jackets all summer she kept wanting to put on her snow jacket what age do you think is appropriate or or what age do you think it becomes inappropriate for a little girl to to go around without her shirt on ah that's a really good question i think i'm coming up on it i think it's about three three in general i try not to do it in public period but I just because of the looks that people give you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot there. I just don't want to open up because there are pedophiles who get off on even toddlers. Sure. And so for me, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't want to give every, anyone the opportunity to beat off to my daughter. I mean, that's fair. I don't, I like, I, I've got the part where they're going to do things to her. I've got that handled. No one's taking care of her. Who's going to do anything to her. Right. But I, I, I still don't want anyone to have something in their mind's eye later when they're beating off. I don't know. Maybe well, that's weird. But so my, my thoughts are on those specific pedophiles who like them that young, like there's no difference between a little boy and a little girl. That's correct. Right? So if they, if they see a little boy with no shirt, it probably does the same thing to them. You're right. I think it's more about the genitalia for someone like that. I don't know. I've never spoken right. to a pedophile yeah. that I know of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it, well, exactly. You know, so I, I don't know, like that's having no children. That's just something that I, I, I often ponder like what, you know, cause my first instinct is like, no, little girls must be covered. But then well, realistically, like, why? Well, I mean, you know? well, that's the th- if I had a boy, I'd feel the same. I would not want my little boy running around shirtless generally right. in the right context, like at a water park or something. I would sure. send both a boy and a girl out to play in the water park shirtless. Same, same. Yeah, exactly. Underwear is fine. You know, your your bits are covered. Are you wearing so a I've... swim diaper? Great. Go for it. Have right. fun. <laughs> so then would it be just like when they start developing is that when it becomes inappropriate like i don't know yeah it's a fine line i don't know that i just i'm just gonna stick with shirts at all times in public <laughs> for everybody dad mom and kid jenny, jenny and i have talked about this too like like she being a girl always felt that it was completely unfair that she had to put a shirt on mm. when when you know because she has four brothers and a dad you know, uh, oh. and only her. So like, she was the only one that had to put her shirt on and her mom, you know, and it was hot 
And she's like, all of you guys get to hang out and, and be more comfortable and be less like constrained by actual physical like garments and a bra. You know, like she she was like, this is bullshit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, um, I so mean, like, I grew up in a very underwear friendly house. Right. Sure. I like to think that I am creating a very underwear friendly house. So as far as the house goes, when you're hanging around the house and it's hot as hell, take off as many yeah. clothes as you want. Right. Be comfortable. Exactly. I mean, it was it was a long time before I even wore a shirt to bed in summer. Oh, I still don't. I feel like I'm getting choked. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate wearing <laughs> shirts to bed, even when it's cold. <laughs> but, so this might be weird for Zach to hear because he knows my mom pretty well, but for my mom and I, <laughs> in general, pretty much up until now, it was just underwear. If it was real hot or whatever, just everyone's wearing underwear. Yeah. Because I'm more comfortable Why would you way. not? Exactly. So the house is different from outside, and it's not that we need to conform to outside. It's that outside has certain expectations, and we should, you know, even you know, even when my daughter was one, I did not feel great letting her run outside just in her diaper. Right. She would spend all day in her diaper, but if the second we were going outside, we got to get a shirt on. We got to get some pants on. We're, this is the world. We have to be ready for it. I don't know. See, and I, I like I see I completely see both sides of this argument. And I, you know, thank goodness that I don't have a child that I have to actually deal with this with. You know? I A lot I don't of know. this stuff comes very naturally. You think like <laughs> you're sitting here and you're you're thinking about both sides of the argument, but once you're presented with this kid that you're taking care of, you know which one you're aiming for. Right. And right. either well, exactly. one is is correct. Especially right. from the first part of their life, Every, either one is totally correct. Who cares? But so it's just a, you know what you want. So okay, I had a, a philosophical debate once with Carrie Nelson. Okay, not to name names, but no, you but know she's a, she's a big proponent of nakedness. Well, she's a big f- feminist, and she's a big proponent of equality. Yes, right. Not necessarily of nakedness, but like of what is the big deal? So like one of she has triplet girls. Right. And one of them got sent home for wearing too short shorts. Um, and she was because it was distracting and because it was it was too sexy for school. Um, and she got really, really up in arms. And her whole argument was like, hey, tell me which part of my daughter's thigh is sexy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, tell me which part of my of this child's leg is sexy and which part of it is turning you on. Right. Mm-hmm. Why is that a big thing? Why are you sending her home and, and interrupting her education when she's just wearing clothes? Yep. Right. And I was and I was like, well, yeah, look, like you don't want to show, you know, underwear. You like same thing with with boys that are sagging. Like you don't want to show underwear. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and it was her bra strap, too. Like she couldn't show her bra strap uh, because it was part of her underwear. And I was like, no, like like you don't want to show underwear like underwear. The whole point of underwear is to like protect your genitalia and like specifically pants underwear, like underpants were to keep your pants from getting, you know, shit stains on them and yep. like like piss on them. Like that's, you know, you don't want to let people think about that, but she goes, "Why?" She goes, you know, and then she she started telling me about an experiment. She's like, "Look, like so say like uh there was one girl who who like tried this social experiment and she was like just going around topless and she was like would sit with dudes and she's like, "Okay. So like how long are you g- going to sit here and still be like weirded out by my boobs?" Yeah. Right. When when is when does that happen where you stop and and we can just 
become normal people and hang out like like is it going to be forever is it going to be an hour two hours like like you know and she's like the problem is with men the problem is not with girls right the problem is with men sexualizing these people you know and i that's fair i mean i didn't have an argument to that well there's the thing there's (laughs) there's there's the story that i think i've talked with carrie about before where the there was a girl who was in a class wearing like a tank top or something and the teacher was getting on her case because her bra strap was showing so she goes, okay, and she takes off her bra and puts it in her backpack. Right. But now you can't exactly. see my bra strap. Everything's fine. And the teacher had more right. of a problem with that, sent her to the office. Where, But the reality was, like, no, it, whatever problem that you invented was solved. And it was also your problem. Yes. You know, and that's a, and a, a specifically American thing, right? Europe, like, they don't care about boobs. Yeah. You know, they don't, like, hypersexualize them like that. Yeah. There's an issue going on right now with that I've heard from my principal with um, crop tops because the midriff is back in and it is very fashionable to show off your midriff, but with high waisted pants. So it's the 90s all over again. Well, no, because the 90s were, <laughs> were all about belly buttons. Oh, that's right. Everyone was getting their belly button pierced and they were doing the their crop tops to show off their midriff, but with their belly buttons. But now the girls, it's, it's better because it's, it's, it's more helpful for bigger girls who don't want to show right. off their pooch right at the bottom of their belly button. <laughs> so they do the high waisted pant with the crop top. But then that means that the cropped exposed portion is much higher and much closer to the boob. Right. But, but who cares? Yeah. That's, that's the reality is that who should care and we're, that's where we're heading. But, yeah, I also, I mean, I would have also a problem with a boy in high school showing off that portion of his midriff, like put, oh, on, a, but put on a real shirt, dude, do that all the time. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like boys can get away with that. Like, especially the athletes I'm talking about that AC Slater tank top where they take off yeah. all the hems. Yeah. You know, or just like cut off the sleeves and you literally just have your nipples covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if that like, right. If, yeah. Or it's all, all mesh. Right, mm. like that's the thing that oh, God, high man. school kids do too, right? Yeah, I work at a high school. I see all this stuff. It's crazy the fashions that are going on. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I personally think that uh, cuffed pants are stupid, and I don't know why they're making a comeback. Like people have these like big baggy pants that are that are oh. cuffed down by the ankles. I did this real quick in my twenties. Sure. In my twenties, sure. I did this. I would wear argyle socks and cool. Yes, I'm looking at this now. Bullshit. <laughs> but I would wear argyle socks, cool shoes, huh. and I would cuff my pants up towards the top of the argyle socks. Yeah. And I looked like a huh. freaking idiot. Yes, these are the pants. I went. I tried to go buy new clothes when I lost weight, and I went to H&M, and every single pair of pants had a goddamn drawstring. And, <laughs> and I was so mad. Like what is going on? And the and the way these pants are cut. Yeah, I felt like General Patton. <laughs> yeah, when I tried them you know? on, where they're skin tight up to the knee, and then they're like fluffy. And it's like, what the what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. See, I'm not a big wearer of pants, anyways. Like other than you know, with having my work my work pants my black slacks i have a pair of jeans and then the rest is just short so I, i've never had this this issue i'm i'm the, the always shorts person well and here's the thing with shorts sack 
cargo shorts have been out of style for like 10 years. Yes, yeah, I finally, got, I finally got the memo a couple of years ago. I only have one pair of cargo shorts now. I, I really, really got the memo today. <laughs> yeah, I only, I only got the memo because of, of my brother, you know. I mean, I kind of I kind of knew the whole time. Like, I know, like, there are certain events you don't show up in cargo shorts. Yeah. But today, enough things in my brain, like, nothing happened. I wasn't wearing cargo shorts. But enough things in my brain clicked that I finally went, okay. Okay, I shouldn't wear cargo shorts anymore. I get it. Yeah, I started to phase them out. And the, the one pair I have right now is more low-key. The, the second pair of... Uh, Pockets. pockets is like flat yeah it's like a, a thin zipper so it's if you're unless you're really looking it's hard to even tell it's cargo shorts yeah what about cargo pants the cargo pants have been out for 15 or 20 years james like sure. i said I, okay. I, I the only the only pair of pants i have are my black slacks for work <laughs> i i always figure if I do need to go to a nicer thing, then those will work just as well for that. And then I just have my shorts for everything else. I wear straight leg jeans every single day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> when we went to Ireland, I wanted this thing that I always have when I go to Europe. I've been to Europe a few times. The first time I went, I stuck out because I just dressed like I do. And I, I don't. I don't want to try and assimilate and pretend I'm, an, I'm a European when I go to Europe, but I would like not to stick out as an American. And that's the line. That's the line that you walk. So I got some new clothes before we went to Ireland so that I would not stick out. And uh, so now I have a good amount of pants that are sort of like probably Zach, your black slacks. They're very, very casual, but like there's a tan pair and a green pair and a blue pair and things like that hmm. sort what of like the standard dress in ireland uh standard dress in ireland <clears throat> by the time i got there as it turns out is whatever the fuck you want because there's no <laughs> standard dress uh for the record i do not have any cargo pants but most you. of the shorts that i have are cargo shorts yeah i had the same problem and every summer i buy myself a new pair of cargo shorts so this coming summer i'm gonna have to figure out what the hell to do <laughs> Because I don't like my knee <coughs> I don't like shorts that was, go above my knee. And I was that way for a long time. It's a generational that. thing. That's where we came from. We were like told it's gay to show your knee. And it's No, fine. I don't even care about that. I just don't fucking like my knees. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a separate issue then. Yeah. yeah. I, I do feel like it, it's partly a generational thing. Yeah, where it was just like. Like CJ, like CJ was saying, it just wasn't what like you know you were supposed to do as a as a straight guy. And then yeah. it's like, wait, this this looks kind of funky. Why why do I care that much about my my knee showing? Yeah, like I was all into alternative rock, and so my big thing was that I would wear pants that were like three sizes too big and a shirt that was oh, two yeah. sizes too small. <laughs> and eventually, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, you look like a fucking idiot. Just wear yeah. just wear your this clothes, sir. Right? Yeah, wear better clothes. <laughs> Well, and for me, you know, because I'm a bigger dude for our radio listeners who don't know me, uh, that's where I start showing it is <laughs> is my knees. That's where oh, the fatness happens. Gotcha. Right. So it's just like, I, you know, we've talked in the past about how, how skinny your dad's legs are. Your dad has little tiny legs. <laughs> so is this not what you an have? ounce of fat on them? You no have you have your dad's legs up to the knee and then it's it's something no, else I beyond. I have my mom's legs fully. Okay. Like they're just big and blocky, but my calves are, you know, I show them because it's, 
it feels temperature temperature wise cooler. Sure. To have the breeze, you know, like if I could just wear pants, but also have the the full breeze effect of shorts, I'd be fine with that too. But for <laughs> me, it's like a you know, like like I can't sleep with my feet inside the blankets. You mm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. feet are outside of the blankets no matter what, even if it's like forty degrees in my bedroom. Like feet are out, or I'm sweating and I'm uncomfortable. So I have another aspect to the baggy shorts thing that I I live by to this day. Which is when you wear pants every single day, all the time, you don't have leg hair. That's interesting. Because your pants rub your leg hair off. How? I am a guy with big calves. The corners of my calves, the biggest parts of my calves, the outside corner that touches my leg all day long has no hair. Because when I wear pants, it rubs it off. And so I know guys who especially like 40, 50 year old guys who wear pants, who have worn pants every day, excuse me, suddenly start, they start wearing shorts and they don't have any leg hair because their pants have rubbed it off throughout their lives. <clears throat> Does so, it grow back eventually? I have no idea. I've never given this a uh, <laughs> shot. You should do an experiment and just wear shorts for a year. I can't, I can't with my job, but I, I would uh, like that. It started when I worked for Brian, not to name names, but when I worked for Brian, he felt that people who wore shorts were a little weird, <laughs> and I didn't want because to seem weird to him. He's like a stork. He's like he's so yeah. tall and skinny. Like I to see him in shorts would probably freak out anybody. I've seen him in shorts. It's a, it's it's pretty odd. <laughs> because he's he's so pale and he's so skinny that it just looks weird. So I've seen him in shorts. It looks weird. And he doesn't have any leg hair also. Because he's a pants man. Yeah. Well, and I spent a great deal of my adolescence just wishing I had body hair. I just wanted to be rich with body hair. I wanted <laughs> How'd to that be, work out for you? I wanted to be Zach's dad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's what I wanted. And so, yeah. as it turns out, I I ended up with about as much body hair as I should have because it's a fine amount. So, I have a lot of leg hair, but it's all blonde. So uh, yeah. it looks hairy, but it doesn't look that hairy. Yeah, you've you've not to be weird about it, but you've always had an impressive impressive amount of hair on your legs. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> I'm glad someone I, noticed. Because, well, because I don't know if you've told this on here before, but the one year where you um, you shaved a little bit of it is really what what I shaved all of it. Did you shave all of it? One summer day, I was so fucking hot. You pulled the Napoleon Dynamite? And I pulled Napoleon Dynamite or whatever, whoever, and I shaved my legs. I shaved all of them because I was so hot. I shaved my legs down, and then I looked down at my legs, and I was like, oh. That was a bad decision. My legs were not at all tan. (laughs) It turns out it was just the hair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, because all I I remember is, is I never used to, like, you know, obviously didn't spend a lot of time really staring at your thighs anyways, but sure. never really thought of you as having that hairy of legs. And then you like, Hey, look, I shaved my legs. And it's like, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are very different legs. Yeah. 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 I had the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. What about the rest of your body? Um, you have, like, manly chest hair and shit now too i so my i have a weird body where every every area of my body has different style color (laughs) and all kinds of different ways about the hair so my legs are mostly blonde but it's fairly hairy 
Uh, my ass is incredibly hairy. My groin is I'm a I'm a fire crotch. <laughs> then from like the belly button up, it's all brown and there's not a ton of it, but I do um I trim it. I I put on like a number two oh, okay. or a number three and I trim it down so it's not as hot, especially during the summer. Sure. My arms are fully blonde, so you can't really tell that I have any arm hair until you look at it. Same for me. Then then you get to my face, and I've got a red beard and blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Even sometimes your hair, I would say, is red sometimes. It depends on how it gets, short yeah. it is. It depends on the length, because the more yeah, sun it gets, say, the blonder. Yeah. So, and then this is the other weird thing about my like my head hair, is growing up, I had straight blonde hair. And then around 16, 17, I suddenly had curly red hair. <laughs> so that's why I need to keep it short, even though I am about three months late now on getting a haircut. So my hair is so goddamn long and I'm real pissed. I just have not had the opportunity to go get my haircut. I cut mine myself the last time I cut it. It was a poor decision, but I made it work. I used to do that. I used to do that. <laughs> Just stand in the mirror with some scissors and grab a hunk and cut some off. Grab another hunk, cut some off. No, not scissors. I oh. did clippers. Well, you're a better man than I. <laughs> yeah, that's so I, I rigged a. I have. We have this like desk mirror that just sits on the desk, right? And I took the belt from a bathrobe and I tied it around the base of it and I hung it over my door. Mm. So I could have, so I could huh. see the back of my head. Mm. <laughs> okay. And uh, Jenny came home, and uh, she was like, uh, "What did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> like I had had enough. Like I, because you know I work, and I go to the theater, and I rarely, rarely have time to fucking go see a barber. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I was just like, "I need you to fix it just in a couple spots." And she was like, "Uh." <laughs> Okay, I'll try. <laughs> but she did, you know. Okay. She helped me out, and then because uh, I was like, I can't get this shit in the back. She's like, No. And what else did you do? And I was like, Well, there it is. Like, <laughs> I just had enough. I have a feeling. I have a feeling, and it, my wife listens to our podcast, and so this episode is going to come out uh, next Friday. This may be the case by this time, but um, I have a feeling my wife is going to come home one day, and I will have shaved my head and completely bald. Yep. Really? Yep. I, I I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's going to happen because mm. I have been playing with this idea in my head for too long. <laughs> it's really appealing. Just go. Yep, I don't have any hair now. Yep, I have been. I that night that I shaved it, I had consigned myself to. You know what? Fuck it. Like worst that happens is I just shave it for a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it comes back. But uh, we're back to the old. You know, my scalp looks like a brain thing, so that's yeah. not not as pleasant. I have a lot of scars on my head that would make me not look ideal. But Makes you look like a mean person, like yeah. a prison person. Yeah. Last time I, I shaved my head, I used to I used to do well with ladies at bars because that was when Cody Ross was real hot on the Giants. <laughs> so I had a nice yeah, beard. Yeah, he was rocking that look, yeah. Exactly. I had a nice beard and I had a shaved head and the ladies would go, hey, you know, you look like Cody Ross. And i go, oh, I hadn't realized. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Cody Ross? <laughs> <laughs> I... 
gentlemen, I hope that you can talk about something for a second because I have to pee so bad. Fine, get out of here. All right. No, fine. we're gonna time you. All right. Well, you we're guys, timing you. We're just gonna, we're just gonna count down on on air. Just we're not gonna talk about anything. Just count down. That'll be fine. Have you, Zach? Have you ever thought yes. about shaving your head? I have, but well. I know you've never seen it because I just realized when you came over to get your mic the other day that that, that was, I think, the first day you've ever seen me without a hat. Yeah. But I do have a, I wouldn't say prominent, but it's like a slightly bigger than a quarter size birthmark on my oh. head. So that makes it so that I'm really hesitant to ever shave it completely. I I did always used to do a like a buzz cut, like a number two. Oh, sure. Because I've never been that. I've never really, since I've been a teenager, I've never really been that self-conscious about it. It's like, it's just there. But I do think it would look a little bit funky with no hair at all. Where on your head is the birthmark? Uh, Like on the right, like the right back corner of it. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, it was surprising that, uh, because like obviously you have a black beard, but like it's, it was surprising to me how like jet black your hair is. Oh, <laughs> it's really like it's that's because of the stuff I put in it when I work. Gotcha. Because uh, I style it. So, um, if you were to see like pictures of me from when I had like buzz cuts, um, it's definitely more of a more of a like a dark brown color. Gotcha. And in the sunshine, but... I'm I'm sure more colors come out. Yeah, yeah, but then between the like the bit of gel I put in it and then the hairspray I put on it, it, it makes it look a lot more black than it is. Gotcha. Did has it always been that color, or did it like get darker as you got older? No, it's pretty much always been that color. He's had the exact same hair since I've known him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because my basically throughout my life, I basically had three styles of of. of Hair. I used to when I was younger. I used to have like a bull a bull cut when I was a kid. Oh sure. And then when I was in eighth grade, I think is when I went to just a buzz cut. Mm-hmm. And then I had that from like eighth grade until just uh, last year when I started actually styling it, let it grow out and style it. Yep, that's all. Uh, that adds up with the Zach I know. Yes, <laughs> those those are the three hairstyles that I've had in my entire life. <laughs> oh man, I've gone through so many. It's not even funny. Yeah, same here. I was a toehead when I was born. When I well, not when I was born. Like it took me a while to get there, <laughs> and then when it came in, it was like white blonde um, until I was about four or five, and then it became like a dirty like dishwater blonde. Uh, but when I was that young, it was thick. Like it would like so I would cut it short and get like a buzz, but then it would just grow out like a cotton swab. You know, um, and it like it was so thick that it wouldn't even bend really. Like it was like a fro, but like a straight hair. Hmm. That makes sense, like a chia pet. Yeah, right. Uh, and then uh, when I was in like seventh grade, I started spiking it with Elmer's gel glue. What? Um, yeah, you, so you I, were early in that process. That was like that was like <laughs> the cool punk rock thing to do for a while. It was. It it wasn't how I did it always, but like for special occasions or for you know. Um, uh, yeah, so I would spike it, and then, like, not even, like, a row, like a mohawk spike. It was just, like, the whole fucking shit of my head was spiked out, you know, in random spikes. 
uh, like Pinhead from from Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. And then in eighth grade, it was I bleached the top part and left the sides the same dishwater color that it was, but I did it like a boy band. So like it was brushed mm. to the side, but like stringy. Yeah. You know, and like, uh, yeah. And then in high school, it was uh, sh- shorter, but bleached on top still. I bleached it for a long time just on top. And then uh, like brushed to the side, but like less like boy bandy, but more like Farrah Fawcett almost. Uh, and then I started bleaching <laughs> it. And then, uh, and now it's like thin, it's thin as fuck. And, uh, so like I have to start like, but it's still unruly. Like I can't do the dry look. I just, maybe I just don't know how to do it properly, but like I have to put, I have to get my hair wet first in order for it to take any sort of product. And then I have to spray it. And so I walk around my day looking like I have wet hair. I'm going to sound like your grandpa, but have you tried Brill cream? (laughs) I have, uh, and that it does. Well, so I've tried a pomade. I haven't specifically tried Brill Cream. You Somebody told try. me the other day to try lotion. It's called hair lotion from Crew, American Crew. I don't know so about I might all that. might try that way. I don't know about all but, that. Uh, but I so I use Brill Cream. I my hair my entire life has been the exact you know how baby hair is very thin and fine. Yeah. I've had yeah. the exact same hair from when I was a baby to now. I used a baby comb up until I don't know, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, I use Brill Cream, especially now that my hair is longer because I have not made it to the barber. Gotcha. So I do, just like the Brill Cream ads say, I do a little dab. A little dab will do you. <laughs> do a little dab, throw it, in the, throw it in the hair, give it a little brush, and then everything's fine. Because otherwise, my hair is so flyaway. Since it's right. so fine and light, if I don't do anything when it's this length... Then my hair—it's just little flyaway hairs all over my freaking head. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. Sticking up. Yeah, so Brill Cream helps, and it doesn't right, do it that. in a way that makes me look gelled or anything like that. I just—it just looks like my hair is cooperating. I will. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that shit. It's like three, I tried, three four bucks or whatever for a tube. The other day, I tried to blow dry it. It was a very poor decision. <laughs> no, don't blow dry your hair. <laughs> No, 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 no. It'll be dry in two like, seconds. Just hang on. Yeah. Uh, well, because I was like, really I was like, look, I'm tired of, of looking wet. I'm tired of looking like I put gel in my hair, even though I don't. I use fiber paste, which is supposed to make it look dry and like nice, like it's cooperating. So uh, I uh, I blow dried it, and Jenny was like, "What did you do?" <laughs> 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 like I was trying something new. And she was, well. How did that work for you? And I said, I'm going to wear a hat. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's yeah, a you probably good should. idea. <laughs> oh, man. I started, when I first started styling my hair, I started off with like uh, the fiber, the fiber stuff when I was styling it. But it, I don't know. I felt like it was uh, too much work to make it look good with right. the fiber. So I just, I just went to a little bit of gel and then some hairspray. <laughs> It's a lot easier to make it look okay. So Zach, you've got you've got you've got thick, beautiful, luxurious hair. <laughs> got big, Aww, thanks, big thick hair. I don't I don't know what your what your genealogy is like. That's Zach is one of my oldest friends, and I have no idea what kind of stock he comes from. Hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've honestly thought about doing like uh, one of those uh, like ancestry DNA things. They're like oh. I, I don't know, like seventy or eighty bucks, and finding out just just to know, you know. 
I'm so I I so this is gonna go back to the the previous episode that everybody who's listening to this listened to, which is like the mark of the beast kind of stuff. I don't know if you've heard, but Twenty Three and Me is really sharing information. Yeah, really? that's the only thing that's prevented me from uh, from doing something like that. Like they're just really getting getting quick and easy with the information. They're like, yeah, wait, what do you know? What do you want to know about who? We'll tell you. Go ahead. And 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 so the the article I last saw was something like. It doesn't matter if you've done twenty three and me. If enough of your cousins have, then they know everything right. about you. They know yeah. all that they need to know. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I just I can't do it. I, I I'm interested, yes, but I don't want any of that kind of information shared. And I'd I'd love to know, but I just I can't know. There's a way without using that fucking bullshit site. My Is grandpa it? did it. You you pay a genealogist. Oh. Well, my uh, um, my grandmother is an amateur genealogist. Whenever I go to a new town, she has me go take pictures of certain gravestones. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how it starts. That's absolutely how it starts. Yeah. So yeah, Grandpa. Pay, I want to say he didn't even pay a lot. I think he paid like fifty to a hundred bucks or something to somebody to to find this out. I mean, he was able to trace the name Key back to uh, two brothers in uh, King Henry's court or King King Edward. One of the one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and they they came over here as uh, um, one of them was a, a metallurgist, like a, a metal maker, and the other one was just kind of a, a guard, like a king's guard or something. Not a, not specifically a king's guard, but he was in the court as like a you know the guard police or the, sure. whatever the you know. Um, and then uh, yeah, so it, it wasn't as specific as this was the brother that sired your whole family line. It was just one of these two guys came over here from England, and then they started families, and they both were in Texas. You know, they both moved to Texas, and then they, you know, moved everywhere, you know, so. Interesting. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. So I I always just oversimplify it because it's easier to think about where I just tell everyone that I am one quarter Canadian, one quarter Irish, one quarter German, one quarter Swedish. And one quarter American. Well, <laughs> I'm fully American, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Yeah, my, Bob's my, family has a bunch of Pola, Polish. A almost said Polak, but that's offensive to the. That Poles. is offensive to the Poles. <laughs> my grandfather did the twenty-three and Me thing, and he keeps. T- I think I've talked to you about this, but I'm still going to say it. So he keeps telling everyone, "Yeah, I did that little genealogy thing, and it says that I'm Liberian." And every time he, <laughs> he says it's Liberian, and every time I go. Well, I don't say it to him because he's usually drunk by the time he's telling me this and he doesn't want to hear it. But I, every time he says it, I think you, there's no possible way you're Liberian. That's not like something to be from. <laughs> Liberia was started in the late 1800s. Right. What he means is Iberian. Ah, <laughs> it makes much more sense. Which is yes, Portuguese slash Spanish slash we can't really tell, but you're from that peninsula. Yeah, right. Because also, isn't Liberia in Africa? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Liberia was it, started by America. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was like the the really racist movement of let's ship them all back or something. Right. Like yeah. That. Yeah. If these black people want to stop being slaves, then they ought to go back to Africa. So they started a country for freed slaves, and they paid for the freed slaves to go to this country, Liberia, 
whose capital ah. is Monrovia, named after James yeah, Monroe, one of the presidents. Monroe, right. Yeah, I only know it from the Michael Jackson song "Liberian Girl." Is that a is that a song? I've never heard it. Oh yeah, Liberian oh. Girl. You know that you came and you changed my world. Interesting. It's like in the movie. Yeah, it's a great huh. song. You should check it out. Okay. By the time I was twelve, Michael Jackson was just like a joke about pedophiles. Yeah. See, I grew <laughs> up in a time where he was the king of pop. Yeah. And he, you know he was the. Jenny's laughing. Shut up. You don't know. <laughs> I do remember. Uh, I I I will always remember. There was a point during preschool. Okay, so Zach, you and I went to the same preschool. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Miss Sandy? Um, you are you're being really cheeky right now, asking me if I remember something from preschool. That's fair. That's fair. So you don't remember Miss uh, Sandy or Miss Mom? I definitely don't remember Miss Mom, Miss Sandy. The it, it sounds familiar, but I can't picture it at she all. Was like, a curly it's almost like Latino I know woman. I, I in my mind's eye, she was pretty hot. I have no idea to know because this is just my five year old memory. Okay. You you definitely lost me now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I I feel like I for sure have heard the name Miss Sandy before. There was a day in preschool where Miss Sandy and Miss Mom showed us. Um, Free Willy, for which Michael Jackson did the entire soundtrack. Oh, yes, and I remember loving that movie when I was growing up. So this this checks out because that's probably where I was introduced to Free Willy yeah, from. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is because they showed it to us all the time, and whenever they would show us Free Willy, they would just cry and cry and cry, and we would like for Michael Jackson or for the the fate of the whale. They would cry because it was it was like during the opening credits when the, oh, it's shit. just it's just whales like out in nature. Oh yeah, over a Michael Jackson song, and so they were crying partly because of how beautiful it was that these whales were allowed to live, I guess, and partly because the song was so beautiful. I don't remember what the songs were in Free Willy. I have not watched it Hold since nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah, it's called Hold Me. Either. <laughs> it's called Hold no, Me. Will you, it's called Will You Be There? I lied. It's called the first you... lyrics are Hold Me. Yeah. Should I should I ask my lady in a tube to play this song? <laughs> Only if you want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, they'd be crying and go, "Why are you crying?" And they're like, "You're not listening to the music." Yeah, because they loved Michael Jackson so much. It's, it's called what is it called? Will you be there, Alexa? Play Will You Be There by Michael Jackson. Let's hear She's it. playing it. It's got like a two minute long introduction. Sounds like that. So I should skip ahead like a minute? Yeah, probably. Alexa, <coughs> skip ahead 60 seconds. Your Alexa can do that? That's amazing. Yeah, it turns out she cannot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I asked her to, and she said I can't do that. And so yeah. now I'm opening Spotify. Will you it's be really, there? So, okay. It's a seven-minute song? What's yeah, going from, on? So from memory, uh, hold um, me like the River Jordan, uh, and I will then say to thee, will you be there? Will you be there? Here, I'll, uh, I'll link you guys a, a YouTube link. That's <laughs> much. I'm better. at 2:45, and no one's saying anything. Yeah, and it's a 
it's like a choral piece from like an African chorus. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. The the YouTube video is, is three minutes and thirty seven seconds. Now let's see. Carry me like you were my brother. Love me like a mother. Oh yeah, this is sounding familiar. This is sounding like something yeah. I heard in preschool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And then he goes into his, you know, like high pitched, like yeah, chirping Michael Jackson right. singing. I'm stopping it, but yes, this. But is, that's it. This is sounding it's very familiar. poignant lyrics, you know, and True. and specifically when you're talking about like because it came out like right after um, "Heal the World," you know, which was world? also "Heal the World." Okay, Heal the world. that's a different thing. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's we are the from world. We are the world. Yeah. We are the world. Oh, it's like another a, Michael uh, Jackson. Oh. oh okay. uh, yeah, it was like a oh, collab God, is, between a bunch of people. Oh, this is peak <laughs> Michael Jackson. This is peak Michael Jackson yeah. that I missed by being yeah, too yeah. young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because going going back to like in hindsight, after me growing up and and then going back and listening some, to some of his music, um, gave a different, much different outlook on him. Because growing up, it was like I was at the age where. Growing up, it was just hearing, like, adults make, like, pedo jokes about him. Yes. Right. And so it was always like, oh, well, why would I want to listen to any of his... Why would I want to listen to any of this exactly. guy's music? Zach and I were never given a chance to enjoy Michael Jackson as an artist. Because Michael because Jackson, for us, was always a pedophile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Because, like, he... Even now, like, I think that he was one of the best musicians and songwriters, like, ever let alone of that time. Like, he was the best of that time. Uh, I believe you know? it. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. I mean, Paul McCartney would not have done... Did they do a whole album, or was it just uh, yeah, they, the one they, song? So they had, they had a single, but I think that they collabed on, on several things. The And that single was... Hold on, hold on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, There's a lot of songs, so I, I'm thinking yeah. of probably something that you are not thinking of. Yeah, probably. What's the one you're thinking of? I'm thinking of, like, The Girl's Mine. Yep, that's the one. Oh, okay. But that came on... It wasn't a full collab album, but I think... It it might have been. Okay, so there's an album called Pipes of Peace that included a song called Say, Say, Say with Michael Jackson. No. In general, they just work together. Yeah. So when I... Have you ever heard Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy's song, What's Up With You? I I think I have, but I don't remember it. It was a terrible video, but it was, <laughs> and it was it was not actually a very good song. He, oh he shit! I didn't even remember that that Paul that Michael Jackson bought Apple Records like all their music. Yeah. So Michael Jackson later controlled all the Beatles music. Weird. Wow. It's very weird for me because all I think about is Beatles music and The Office. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, literally I don't know all I've I never gotten into The Office. It's it, you don't have to. It's incredibly. No, no, good. I know, I know. It's incredibly good, but um, so we had a work day on Saturday, Zach, yesterday, um, okay. at SCT. God, that feels so long ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> So we had a work day where like a whole bunch of people showed up and they helped out from 10 to 2. But I was there from 8.30 to 5. And um, 
there was a point where I, while I was working around five, the other person who works at SAT, whose name is Val, who's awesome, she showed up and I was like just building things. And she's like, hey, what, like, what's going on? I'm like, hey, I'm just thinking about the Beatles in the office. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> because that's a weird thing to say. But, but that's all I think about when I'm alone. I just, I just sit there when I'm alone and I think about the office and I just like go over lines on my head from the office or I think about the Beatles and I try and distinguish what the best Beatles songs are. And what was your determination yesterday? Uh, yesterday, um, your blues was probably my favorite Beatles song, but it, mm. it changes all the time. Mostly it comes from the white album though. Sure. I feel your, like that's a universal. Yeah. Your blues is, is I'll stand behind that. I would stand behind your blues as the <laughs> best Beatles song. I'm so lonely. I wanna die. That's your blues. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm lonely. Wanna die. If I ain't dead already. Woo. Girl, you know the reason why. Have you seen that Across the Galaxy or whatever, Across the Universe? That, that Beatles movie? That movie? Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. It's a bad movie. It's a, yeah, correct. Agreed. <laughs> but. It has one of my favorite versions of "Come Together" in it. When that when the bum starts walking and it makes the ch- 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 like with the change in his pocket and then yeah. he, like he's all low and like like grovelly. Come on, that <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yes, which is a badass song. And Michael Jackson's version of that song was the first one that I had heard. Oh, um, what Michael yeah. Jackson did Beatles covers? Oh, dude, specifically he did that one, "Come Together." Um. And he made it like like more rock. Like, and there was a, a music video that he made that was actually him in concert. And his guitar player for that was this badass blonde chick. And they like had like some crazy like weird chemistry. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was it. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's a better version, but it's like more pumped up, and it like gets you like, yeah, like, uh, what's up? Well, that's before the Beatles decided to be hard rock. The Beatles decided to be hard rock on the White Album during Helter Skelter. Right. And there were a lot of um, openings, like opportunities that they had before that to be real hard rock about things and come together was one of them. Yeah. But, yeah. Isn't it come together on... I I should know this. But <laughs> so now I'm gonna look up the track list for Sergeant Pepper. Is come together on Sergeant Pepper? No, I don't know. I think it's not. Uh Wikipedia is not helpful. What the fuck is going on here? I just want a list of the tracks. Alright, songs set Abbey one. Road. It's on Abbey Road. Okay, that, that adds up. Yeah, Abbey Road's a great album. And that's post white album. And Zach, I don't think you have very many feelings about the Beatles. I do not know. You should. Um, you should get into the I, Beatles, man. There's a lot of great stuff there. I know I should. I <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I don't have any comeback because it's it's uh, exactly right, but I okay. I 
I'm, I'm not kind big... of with you, Zach. Like I really? have people have been telling me my whole life, like I should get into the Beatles. And like there are a few songs that I've heard that I'm like I can identify as Beatles songs, and they're usually pretty good. But like I couldn't tell you what songs are on, you know, or what other albums they've had. You know, like I, you know, it's just always kind of been a thing that happened before I was into music, you know, and I, huh. I like it's weird. Not that I, I'm not opposed to the Beatles, but I don't have a Beatles Spotify. You know, I don't have a, a like any real songs from the Beatles on my Spotify, even the I ones like that I like. 11 Beatles Spotify album playlist. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> See, I was something. like a really late bloomer, like with music, anyways, and I never got like super duper into. See, Zach, Zach music. was with our friend Brian, where Zach and Brian did not give a shit about music until they started driving. Ah, yes, yeah. you need it because and honestly, driving, now a lot of like, downtime where you're listening to mm-hmm. whatever you happen to be listening to, and here you are. Let's listen to the radio. Right. Mm-hmm. And now, honestly, podcasts have yeah. completely, almost completely taken over in terms of, especially for long road trips. And sometimes at work, <laughs> when, when I'm driving, you know, the five to 10 minutes to work, sometimes I'll, you know, oh, I'm wanting to listen to some music and I'll, I'll just stream some music from my phone. But pretty much any driving that's more than like, 15, 20 minutes, I normally find a podcast to listen to instead. See, at my normal work, I work with myself, and there's no one else who ever comes around, so I just listen to whatever I want to listen to, which is commonly podcasts. But now that I am back at SAT, and I am doing a lot of things at SAT with our friend Val, friend of the show it's Val. It's music. It's music. And so <laughs> I, I like to listen to an album. I don't like to listen to playlists. Oh, you should check out Michael Jackson. Well, I, you know what, I, I am not against it, but so she is big on like, let's pick a good playlist and just not think about it. Whereas I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, no, 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 no. We should listen to this album and this album in order. Start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm so big on that. And it's like, I, yeah, see, I'm, I'm more like, I, like that that's the only thing that's kept me um satisfied with Amazon uh music is that I just be like, you know, start, you know, whatever station and it's just like a, a playlist of you know, artists similar to the artist I named. Well and it's not like a single album. Yeah. Isaac, I know you're on the edge of getting into Spotify. Spotify has yes. this. It's it's not yeah. what they're great at, but they have it. You go to a song or an artist or whatever, and you just hit play radio, and then it's yeah the yeah. Pandora version. Have said are like that artist. Or yeah, because I I always used to be a, a Pandora boy. I, I signed up for Pandora like as soon as I heard about it back in like you know oh nine oh oh eight whenever that sure. was sure and use that off and on whenever I wanted to listen to music and then. Um, since I had all these Amazon devices is when I got the, uh, decided to get the Amazon music because I'm like, Oh, you know, it, it, it'll work better is what my thought, but no Spotify um, actually I, works yeah. better than Amazon music and say, all those Amazon devices. It works way I was better. Say, my, my brother, um, right now we have it set up so that 
Um, we're the we're the two quote unquote adults in the Amazon household. Uh, <laughs> since since you, we have all the Amazon makers. services and all that, and, <laughs> and I will say Spotify in general does work. Um, when he's using his Spotify, it seems like it works much more intuitively than Amazon Music. Oh, My so favorite bad. feature on Spotify is the Discover Weekly. Yeah, that is really good. That is really good. Um, and it, it just goes, hey, this got... is what you've been listening to this week, and so these yeah. are things that we think you would like. Correct. And, and it's, it's like half things half. you've already been listening yeah. to and half things that are similar. For me, it's it's almost like maybe like a third of stuff that I already have on my shit. But like that's rare. Most of it's like the artist that I already have, but like another song from the album that I already like. Um, and I found so when I pair it with Alexa, I don't have the feature on my phone to to like it. It just mm. you know I can fast forward it or, or go you know or, or whatever. But if I if I'm just listening on my phone on headphones, I can I can like give it a thumbs up and say like like I heart the song or I don't like this song. Don't play this shit anymore. Um, and that's fantastic. See, I've never done that. That's probably why mine is so confused. Yeah. I look at my yeah. mixes, my daily mixes and stuff, and they're it's really confused. And it's probably because I never like or dislike things. You should. That, I just it listen teaches the or algorithm. I stop quickly and I go – like I start an album and I go, ooh, I don't like this. And I switch it to something else. But the beautiful thing, Zach, about Amazon is that like for instance, I'm at work – or no, not Amazon, Spotify. I'm at work and I go – we need to listen to this album. We need to listen to the White Album by the Beatles. It's all there. And it's all there, but then at, when the album is over, it just continues to play songs that it thinks are similar to that album. It just doesn't it doesn't stop. Yeah. And you have an option of I don't like this artist, so just never play shit from this artist anymore or yeah. I just don't like this song. Just never play this song again. Like in the SET shop, we are against the song American Pie by Don McLean. Because it's played so goddamn many times by your predecessor. Mm, no, not that. It's there's someone else. It, there's it's very complicated. The reasons why we don't like the song, but we don't like the song. <laughs> and so when if it comes on, we say no, 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 sir. You should not play the song. And so it does everything it can to stop playing the song. But then uh -huh. in like two, three months, maybe it'll try it once more, and then you go no, <laughs> stop playing the song. Put do the downvote thing. Like thumbs yeah. down, and it's like we're sorry about that. We'll never play that shit again. Yeah, exactly. And so that that that'll be important. That'll come up. Do, what about the Weird Al version? Uh, I don't know it. What is it called? <laughs> it's about Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, I it's have heard funny. it. I have heard it. That is a good one. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's the problem. The problem is that there's this one guy who used to volunteer in the SAT shop. And every time that song would come on, he would say, you know, I was there the day the music died. Oh, Jesus. And it really, it just, good Lord. It got everyone <laughs> mad. No one liked yeah. it. Was it, did his name start with an A? It started with an L. Ah, uh, I think I know that guy. Yeah, you probably do. Because there are only two annoying guys. One started with an A, the other one started with an L. <laughs> Actually, the one that I'm thinking of with an L was not that annoying. My grandpa's name is Larry Martin. Okay. Does that help you there, James? Uh, it does. I was thinking of the other L, who, uh, was, I, a, who was a pretty stand-up dude as I, far as I could tell. I don't know that L. You you met him. What's his name? Um, It was... uh. 
I can't think of anything clever, so it was Lance. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lance was awesome. Yeah, no, it wasn't Lance. Again, my grandpa's uh, name is Larry Martin. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about now. Yeah. Which is not I've been watching, so I, on the, one of the ads that is on my computer now is for uh, a credit card-sized EpiPen. <laughs> Do you have diabetes this... or an no. allergy? <laughs> no, not at all. It's, so I, for a while, like I, I looked up a long time ago these calling cards, which are a prop that I need to make for Annie. And in doing so, I researched what these calling cards used to be. And it was basically a way for a gentleman caller to let a lady know that he was interested in her um, company. Right. So like an example is um, it's a picture of a little baby something in it and it uh says i very much desire to make your acquaintance if agreeable please return this card uh pointing time and place for interview on the other side you know and then uh mm. uh let's get acquainted you know blah 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 so there's tons of different examples of these old calling cards which was a thing that people used to do uh you know just hand you a card and says hey i think you're cute like i'd like to hang out with you um but so on the side where they have all of the the google sponsored advertisements one of them is that this company is making an EpiPen that fits in a wallet. And the gift that they're showing me is a man stabbing this thing into his leg and then showing you what happens when you stab it into a, a gel pad. And it's just really mesmerizing. Like this little needle goes into the gel pad and you can see the green dye going in for just like, you know, it just fills up the gel for just a second and it stays there. And it's just like, I don't know why, but I've been watching it now for about 10 minutes. <laughs> Interesting. It's going. Yeah. Well, so I'm thinking, like, maybe this episode should be called EpiPen. EpiPen calling card. Oh, I like it. (laughs) Ballin, stop editorializing me. (laughs) Website. Boy, oh boy. One of these calling cards says, invitation card. Come and see our new lamp. With a capital L. You fuck? can turn it down so low there is scarcely any light at all. P.S. Our sofa just holds two. What is going on? I'm serious. Google like old-fashioned calling cards. It, like it's, it's a weird custom that people used to have. One of them, there's a picture of a dog chained to a fence next to a club, and there's a boot with a spike on it, and it's got a gun. And it says, Dear Miss, I will risk everything depicted here if you permit me to see you as far as the gate. Yours very truly. This is weird. Victorian flirtation card. <laughs> I know. <laughs> looking at this got you an ad for an epinephrine injector. <laughs> yeah, I've no clue why like they're they're connected at all, but they are. Among the other ads are fifty uh, percent off almost any Adam and Eve adult toy plus free shipping, <laughs> yes. and it has a picture of an eggplant. <laughs> I don't know what that means, even. <laughs> uh, biologists have discovered underground burrowing tadpoles. Great. Why is this fucking connected? I don't understand. And a Metro PCS. Perfect. So I've got one here that is... There's a lot of misspelling here, so I'm just going to edit it and tell you what it means. <laughs> May I see your home? And then his signature. <laughs> or will I have to sit on the fence... And watch you meander by. Yeah. 
<laughs> you are Whoa. sensible and good. Dear Miss, you are sensible and good. And have all the charms of womanhood. Your eyes resemble the stars above you. I shall be miserable if I can't love you. All right. <laughs> I got you beat. Here we go. Cable address. Hey, I see you home. I found that one. <laughs> Cable address. I have a feeling for you. Beware of fakes. I am the original. Charles M. Kraut. Jacobus, Philadelphia. Wholesale and retailer in love, kisses, and up-to-date hugs. A large stock on hand at all times. We'll be glad to demonstrate in a dark room. Come and examine my stock before dealing elsewhere. All business confidential. Consult me on spooning business. Special attention paid to other fellow girls. <laughs> to other fellows girls. Sorry. There never was a goose so gray. But someday, <laughs> soon or late, an honest gander came that way and took her for his mate. What is this nonsense? This is. I'm going to start. I, like, I wish... Not that I wish genuinely and truly, but like if I were still a courting person and courting young ladies, yeah. I would start doing this, giving them cards that say fucking bullshit. What the fuck is going on? May <laughs> I dot C dot U dot you home? And yes and no oh with a picture God. of a mitten or yeah. a picture of a people walking together. Yes, yes. Is, and then the next yes one? is a couple and no is a mitten. <laughs> an oven mitt. <laughs> it looks more like an oven mitt. Which is basically saying, like, no, you're going to see your hand home, yeah. friend. Variation <laughs> card. Might I dare, I fain would ask, that you would give word or sign how I, my true love, might declare and learn my fate at Cupid's a brine. Oh, yeah. This is... Oh, here's one that just says, kissing, our main specialty. <laughs> Hugging, a sideline. The guy's name is James L. Gallas, kissing rogue. Oh no! <laughs> he lives God on Hugs Night Lane in Squeezenburg. This whole thing is so <laughs> creepy. Yikes! Oh man, back before we had like social media, it was all about like sexual cards. See, that was the thing before we had public shaming. They thought yeah. they had public <laughs> shaming, but we really, really have public shaming now. <laughs> yes, we fucking do. I do not want to go viral with my weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so some of I us googled, do want to go viral. I googled <laughs> old-fashioned calling cards. Yes, that's that was thinking how I, did I would so have to I like know what it was. Piece through businesses and stuff, and it's no all flirting. All. It's all yeah. flirting. As you are my style and complexion, and as I am going your direction, phone number blank. <laughs> go ahead and give me your phone number. Let's get acquainted. If you have no objection, I will be your protection. Address blank. A chance of a lifetime, for you are certainly my selection. Yours with affection, signed blank. Man, I think we, we all need to come up with our own calling cards for our, <laughs> our, our ladies oh my God. Next, next week. Mine would be something like, many have called, few have answered. Many have called, few have answered. Mine, I have a built-in, like, gimme because of my last name is a noun. <laughs> the key to happiness. The key to oh, your house. The key to same, your same. success. Let me in. key to your house. <laughs> you little creep. I know. That's how I roll. <laughs> Jenny, I'm going to start giving you calling cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm try and woo your wife. 
She already knows what that is, and she just goes, great. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not even like, what the fuck is that? She's just like, oh, lovely. Fantastic. Bring that shit. Yeah, just resigned to her fate. (laughs) All right, I think this is a good place we need to, I think we need to to call this off. All right, fellas. All right. It was good talking. It was a good night. Until next week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> good night. I am <laughs> going nice. to edit and upload oh. this tonight. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. Dedicated. Yeah, I know, right? That's a treat for our listeners. Exactly. Yeah. I am dedicated yeah, to our I appreciate it, yeah. Well, you better. You fuck, bastard. Fuck them. I am fine. <laughs> fuck our listeners. <laughs> and now I know what to leave that, that in. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, fuck our listeners. (laughs) Fuck our listeners. All right. Goodbye, guys. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) Love you.